Today we're going to take a look at what it would take and what it would mean to humanity to build a moon or Mars base. Let's start off with the moon base. First off, how much would it cost? Well, scientists say that if we started right now, it would take about 10 years and cost about $40 billion. That may seem like a lot, but it's a tiny investment compared to what it would mean for humanity. This is because the moon is a great place to mine resources and develop new technology. It would also be a stepping stone to having complete control over the solar system. The only reason we haven't started yet is because governments aren't really interested in long-term things like that. But say we did do it, how would we build it? Well, there are three phases of colonization that have been present throughout history. The first phase is coming to a place to claim land, map the area, and learn about the resources present there. Phase two is coming back to the place and building small towns and settlements that will be a bit more permanent. In phase three, the towns and colonies that didn't fail start to become self-sustaining. They grow food, establish trade, build large cities, and so on. These three phases can also be applied to our moon base. In fact, we've already done the first phase. The Apollo missions and various satellites and probes have mapped the surface and found any resources of interest. Once we enter phase two, be it sooner or later, astronauts will begin to establish the first small moon bases. The bases will have to be small, inflatable habitats with very small crews. The crew won't stay there for long, but these bases will lay the foundation for phase three. Now, people coming to harvest resources such as precious metals come to the moon. Once this happens, we have a permanent base on the moon. Once it becomes bigger and bigger, the first child will be born on the moon's surface. This means they must now become a real sort of city. They'd need schools, banks, police, roads, and more. In fact, eventually, they may have their own government and laws. The moon could become its own sort of country. But the moon is just the first step. Next is Mars. Here, we must go through the same three phases. The Mars rovers, which I talked about in episode 10, are part of the first phase. They've gathered a lot of information about the composition of Mars while satellites have mapped the whole surface. But now we need to move on to phase two, the semi-permanent settlements. It will be extremely difficult, but possible. The first astronauts on Mars, which I want to be one of, will face very difficult situations and problems that we might not even have thought of. However, to go there, we'll need a moon base to use as a hub for interplanetary travel. So let's say we made a moon base. What's next in the colonization of Mars? Well, we first need to think about the problems of Mars. For one, the distance from the sun makes solar energy a not very efficient way of making energy. Mars's dust storms can also cover solar panels and block out the sun, making them even less efficient. Geothermal energy also won't work because, like the surface, Mars's core and mantle are much colder than Earth's. Also, while the wind on Mars does cause dust storms, it's not really powerful enough to make wind turbines a viable option. Nuclear power may be our only choice, unless we come up with a better way soon. Fusion energy would be a great alternative, but we still haven't figured fusion out. Anyways, once we figure out power, we'll have to be able to breathe. We can make a fake atmosphere in the base using oxygen and hydrogen. And, since the pressure on Earth and in the habitats is much greater than it is on Mars, the habitats will have to be round and have no corners so that they can handle the pressure difference. Also, since Mars has a very small magnetic field, there is 50 times more radiation from the Sun on Mars than there is on Earth. 
This means there is a much higher risk of cancer. So, to reduce radiation in the habitats, we would need to shield it. We could use certain types of metals that do not let radiation pass through them. We could also bury the habitat in dirt, which would also give protection. However, when doing surface operations, the crew would be vulnerable to radiation once more. So, to do routine work, drones, rovers, and other machines would take the place of the crew, who would be inside overseeing the robots. Another reason to stay inside is the dust on the surface. Mars is coated in a thick layer of dust that is much finer than on Earth. It is also very dry, seeing as there's no water, so it's full of static electricity. So, when the crew does have to go out, it would stick to their spacesuits. So, if they went back inside, they would carry all that dust along with them. This would cause all kinds of lung problems to the other crewmates. It is also full of perchlorate salts that are very toxic to humans. This can still be overcome, however. We would solve this by, instead of coming inside, making the spacesuits attached to the outside wall of the habitat. The crew could climb in and out of the suits from inside of the habitat. With all this, there's still more problems. For example, what will our astronauts eat? Well, water can be extracted from deep in the soil or, if near the poles, extracted straight from the ice caps. Crops are a bit harder. The soil on Mars lacks the proper compounds for growing plants. Still, the soil could be decontaminated, but it would be very time-consuming and expensive. But saying we did, we could grow crops in the habitats using our own excrement as fertilizer. However, we might be able to bypass the soil entirely. Aquaponics is when you have a tank that you raise fish in, but the water also cycles around and feeds plants. Fish are very healthy and would spice up the diet of the crew, increasing morale. All this still won't change the fact that Mars only has 38% of Earth's gravity. This can be very bad for the bones, muscles, and hearts of our crew. This could be solved in the future with rotating habitats, but for now, our astronauts will just have to work out a lot. After one to two years on the surface, a new crew will show up and take the place of the old one. In conclusion, building either one of these bases would be very hard, but very useful to humanity. Thank you for listening to this episode of Universal. Please be sure to rate and send me any feedback you may have.